This is Sin Sage, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILFs Making Money. On today's show, who do you take advice from? And today's guest is director and performer Sin Sage. We are discussing finding your niche and using platforms that work best for you. So what have I been up to in the last two weeks? Oh boy, I've been on holiday, or as you Americans say, vacation, I went to the happiest place on earth, Walt Disney World. How amazing. It was one of those places that memories are made. It was the happiest place on earth. Always is the happiest place on earth. Some of those memories that I had, you know, all of that journey that I went on, the anticipation, the build up to it, the getting on the plane, the getting out there, the arriving the first time you see the hotel, the first time you walk in the park, it's just everything's anticipation and you get there. And it did not let me down. It was amazing. We went on some of the rides, there's so many rides. Oh my goodness, the frozen ride, the frozen sing-along. You, you're like, oh, the, the Mickey Mouse, dance party disney junior dance party there's just so many star wars rise of the resistance yes i went on that just so you know we went on loads genie fast pass lightning lanes paying extra even on top of the genie but you know what everything was worth it and to just see disney world through the eyes of a child like my four-year-old son ozzy he came with us He was so excited. He was so happy to just be there and to take time out. We work so hard, but to enjoy that time out and to really see it through a kid's eyes and by putting yourself back there, you know, we're all kids at heart and we all love Walt Disney. Please say you love Walt Disney. (laughs) You've got to love something Disney in your life, even if it's the villains, but it was, it was amazing. But one of the things that I was hesitant about, I'll have to tell you, is going to Disney World and wondering how my body would feel physically, knowing that I'd be walking around the rides, walking, I don't know how many steps I did. I don't wear one of those things, that country steps. But knowing that I would be going to a place, walking, 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 pushing a stroller, pushing a pram, pushing a buggy, whatever you want to call it, I took it but I couldn't push it all the time. It really got too much for me. My body physically, it surprised me. It was okay. 
Now you probably, some of you might be wondering why I should go on about her body. I have chronic Lyme disease in my body. My body's getting stronger. I was really, you know, before I went, I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get through Disney. It's going to be good. And I got there. The food, I'm on a special diet because I have to eat food that's non-inflammatory. I did the best that I could. I chose the best foods. I took a nap in the afternoon. I went back to the hotel with Ozzy. I took a nap. I took a rest. And you know what? If you if you have some things that you think, these might be limitations for me, and you might feel that you are not strong enough to get there, or you know what? Don't think about, I can't do it. Think about, well, what things can I do to get me through the day in the best possible way? You look for solutions, a nap, sharing the pushing of the stroller and choosing the best choices in the food. Brilliant, it worked. I'm telling you that now. What I didn't expect was though, I lost weight going to Disney World. I mean, come on, who the hell loses weight at Disney World? Me. <laughs> I'm like, it's full of junk food, it's full of all kinds, but I don't really eat the junk food. I was trying to pick all the best choices. I lost weight, I've got to put it back on. But, you know, diet, things about your body, you you got to get into the right place for me. And my body, it needs more food in it. I'm going to let you know. And who do I go to for advice on diet? Actually, this week, I get back. I had a little rest. I didn't do too much physically than the first like 24, 36 hours I got back. I tried to do a lot of resting, got my body back feeling strong again. Because, you know, let's be honest, you get on a plane, you're losing sleep both nights that you're traveling. And then you're doing full days where you're at a theme park. Doesn't matter how old or young you are, it takes a lot out of your body. So you do, you have to recuperate a little bit, you know. Have you ever said, I need a holiday to get over that holiday? You get back. So I got back, had a rest, and now I'm straight back into training. Back in, Gert Kuvit, my personal trainer from Estonia. Great, amazing guy. I get him and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this today with you, Gert. I'm back, I'm rested, and I'm ready. And we started and I said, I think I've lost weight. And he said, I know, I can see it in your face. He said, but you know what we're gonna do? And he went through a lot of information with me about diet and about the way that my body works and he, he there was a lot of information and I would count I, I would count the you know you got to do 20 of these you got to do 15 of these and I'd be talking I use my fingers to count and every so often he'd ask me how many we were doing and I'd tell him and then I, I he told me all this information and I said you know what Gert I said there's not a lot of people that could sit there and like lecture me about diet because I really don't listen to people that think that they know best about my diet. And the only people that I will listen to are people that really know my body and that really know what they're talking about in terms of vegan diet, in terms of knowing what my body needs, in terms of appreciating. We reiterated some things of me that we discussed about before. Great. Okay, Gert, I'm gonna eat more food of the right food. That later that day, I had an appointment with Dr. Pierce, an amazing doctor from Las Vegas. He's at the clinic, ageless forever. And it was actually Phoenix Marie, my, my beautiful friend. Some of you will know who I'm talking about when I say Phoenix Marie. 
she um, is my friend. She was the girl that I chose to do my first girl-girl scene with when I came back to making scenes after five years. Phoenix was the that I chose. And she was the one actually that introduced me to Dr. Pierce at the clinic. He looks after my hormones. He, he It's about keeping your body young and looking after your body. And I sat down and I started talking to him about all the different things. He was reviewing my blood work. And he said, your blood work looks good. Your hormones look good. You, you had made a small adjustment. And we talked about diet and about my skin. And he, he, he told me what he felt I needed. And he was quite detailed in the amount of protein versus your body weight. And he went into a lot of detail. And, and I listened. I really listened to him. And afterwards, I said, can you just like send that back to me in a note? And he sent it back to me in the note on, on the doctor's website and I looked at it and then I thought about what Gert had said to me earlier and both these people very skilled knew exactly what they were talking about know me personally and both of them were telling me the same thing and I sat there and I said well you know what if the universe is telling me something it's these two people that I'm listening to today and they I've given me information, I'm gonna act on it. And I just had to laugh to myself because I'm like, you know, if I didn't listen to the first person, I'm gonna listen to the second person. And he was just reiterating. Dr. Pierce was reiterating the same thing that Gert had just told me. And neither of them knew I was having that same conversation with both of them. And it's like, I love this. You need to ask somebody a question. I got it from two different people. I was thinking it. I was thinking, am I going to get this diet? Am I going to put the weight on? It comes to you. Focusing on things. Focusing on that question. You know, today, I'm now starting to plan shoots ahead. I want to be shooting something new. I had my breast redone. I've been dealing with a few healing issues on the on the breast. Dr. William Bruno did, did my breasts. And, you know, we had to go in and I had to restitch a part because I had a, a part of it that wouldn't heal. And so it's been delayed for me getting back into doing some shoots. But I've been in one of those let's move forward moods today. You know, what am I planning? I'm planning shoots. So I started having discussions with somebody very close to me, Phoenix Marie. <laughs> She's got a lot of shout outs today, isn't she? I, I've spent a lot of time talking to her you know um i've also been talking to my publicity team star factory pr manstar pr talking about things for planning what things i've got coming up and I, you know i've got new collaborations in mind something that's new something that all my fans are going to be very excited about i can hear you now what is it you ask oh Okay, well, it's still in the planning stage with something definitely very exciting. And, and, you know, I'm going to update you in the next episode. But I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all this planning. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm doing a new collaboration. So why am I doing this new collaboration? You know, fans are requesting this. Fans are probably like thinking, is she, is she? I'm going to keep you guessing. But fans are requesting it. And so I want to offer this on my premium platforms. You know, thinking about it, you know, when am I going to do it? You know, when is the right choice for me? When is the right time for me? How am I going to do it? You know, picking my choice of 
you know, what are the benefits of collaboration? Why is it better to collaborate with that person versus the other? You know, what are the pros and cons? Are they part of my brand? How are they going to use that content? Are they going to put it out there for everyone to see? Are they going to keep it behind a paywall? You know, these are some of the questions that I've been sitting down and thinking about today. You know, do I rent a location? Do I do it in a hotel? Do, you know, do I try and share someone's apartment? Am I doing it on iPhones? Am I doing it on professional cameras? What are the costs? Own hair and makeup versus hair and makeup by professional makeup artists. You know, these are some of the things that I've been going through today and, and working through. But when it comes to taking advice, you know, who do you take advice from? Here's what I do. I look to successful people. I look at people that doing the things already that are successful doing it. And I see where they are. And they're the people that I wanna reach out to, that I wanna surround myself with, that I wanna think, you know, who knows about shooting content for OnlyFans? Phoenix Marie. She always has my back. She will always give me the best advice. She's got a massive heart. Who will give me advice on diet? Gert, Kuvit, my personal trainer. Dr. Piers at Ageless Forever. He's looking at my bloods, he knows all about diet. These are the people, you know, I'm looking to successful people. They are successful in their diet. They are successful in the things that they do. And these are the questions that I needed to be asked. So even to just start getting towards, you know, finding out the answer, starting with a positive tone, you know, this is exciting for me. You know, the question that you might have, it might not be such a positive topic, but you know, I want to pick your brains. Can I ask you a question? Do you mind? And then, you know, you've got to identify, well, what's the type of piece of advice that you're seeking? Is it something that you want the questions about? Is it something that you need information? Is it something where you need education? And ask the right question, come prepared. You know what your questions are you were going to ask? Be specific, you know, clearly define what you want to know. Don't start off saying something and completely change it up. It's like, whoa, you just switched and bait that question on me. Make sure that you ask the right person. I mean, I feel this is really important because you could have like a family member or a friend and you think, oh, I feel really comfortable asking these. But just because you feel comfortable doesn't mean that they're going to be the best person to ask. Will the advice be objective? You know, is it distorted because their personal knowledge or their beliefs will get in the way? Is it biased? Do they have your interests at heart? Or maybe it's something, you know, someone I could ask someone a question and they could see you as a competitor. So try and give you information that may not be in your best interest, but their best interests. Look to people who are successful in the area that you are seeking the answers within. Is it professional? You know, are you going to pay for something? Sometimes saving money is, you know, the top of your mind, but, you know, don't pay for the lawyer and then try and do it yourself and you end up paying a fee anyway and then you realize, oh, damn, I should have just got the lawyer to do it anyway. Or the lawyer could have told you that without you having to pay that other fee. It, it can get confusing. You've got to make those right choices. Do you ask the professional person now and pay? Save yourself making a mistake later. Is it someone that's within your network? Is it a circle of colleagues? Whatever it is, make sure you are asking the right person. But then at the same time, don't ask everyone because too many answers can be overwhelming. So the more people you ask, the more diverse the answers and 
you know, how are you going to choose which is the best advice to follow? So let's say you run an poll. Okay, so you want to ask everyone, that's great. But if you want to ask specifics, you know, the best given advice is not always all the advice that you're given. You know, going on to Twitter and asking fans a question is great. But it's like trying to weed out, well, who's just saying the answer? Like, hey, who's just using Google? Who actually really knows who's giving the best advice for you? Only you can determine that. And don't assume that you already know the answers because, hey, if you did, why are you asking? (laughs) Don't do it just to gain validation, you know. If you already know the answer, you're not going to ask for someone's advice, you know. Because if you put it out there and they don't agree, then what what are you going to do then? It's like, well, you didn't get your answer validated. And don't be afraid to ask because, you know, what's the worst thing someone can say? Hey, can I pick your brain? Um, no. Okay, that's fine. The worst thing they can say is no. But one thing I'm going to tell you that you really, really, really need to be is grateful. You want to be appreciative of the person that took the time to go over your questions, the person that took the time out of their day to sit down, whether it's brainstorming over a shoot, whether it's people giving you advice on diet, what is it that they did for you today? And sit there for a minute and think about it. Just feel that appreciation and make sure that you tell them. Even if it means giving a shout out. For me, giving them a shout out on social media. That is like, they know. Tell them. It doesn't have to be on social media. You might not have a bigger following as me. That's okay. You could have just a few a few fans, a few friends, a few people. The fact that you took the time to do something to say, hey, thank you, I appreciate you. That will mean a lot. And I want to share a quote. Quote from Tony Robbins. Successful people ask better questions. And as a result, they get better answers. Think about that. You are a successful person. Think of the questions that you want to ask. Make them the best that you can. You are successful and you will get those answers. Ask yourself, what advice do you need right now? I mean, you're just sitting here listening to Tanya Tate Presents Milf's Making Money Podcast and I'm just giving you food for thought. Is that question appearing in your mind? Find that successful person and ask them. Coming up next on Milf's Making Money, myself and performers since Sage are discussing finding your niche when it comes to creating content. <music> You are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Mills Making Money podcast. And I have Sin Sage, and we are discussing finding your niche and using platforms that work best for you. Welcome, Sin Sage, to Mills Making Money. Hello, Tanya. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's definitely an honor to have you on. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure. You're so cute. Just before (laughs) we started, since like, oh, I've been talking too much today. I've literally had you on another podcast before here because, you know, I, as well as like being friends with you as well, and as well as 
us doing a scene together. Yeah. I also help you with your publicity through Starter Factory PR. That's right. Again, just honored to be represented by you. And uh, you work really hard for me. And you got me on so many podcasts and interviews. I'm like, I love it. I'm just so, I'm so stoked about that. Thank you. And I've got you on mine. I'm like, (laughs) you're you're coming on yours. Yes, finally. (laughs) You're coming on mine. So soon, you know, I, I know a little bit about you although I know I don't know everything why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself you know how you got started in the industry yeah okay so let's see I have been doing adult work since I was 18 years old I pretty much already knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life so when I was old enough to do it I went out into the world to find those things <laughs> I started out as a stripper. I did that for about five, six, seven years. And I did it while I was already, you know, making videos as well. It was at a strip club that I met a young lady who had a terrible, terrible boyfriend, but he had sort of connections to the uh, actual adult industry. And he was probably the worst human being I've met in my time on this planet. But it did get me to my first AVN convention in Vegas. And that's kind of, that was 2003. Met some contacts there and kind of started shooting some fetish stuff, shooting some hardcore uh, girl-girl stuff. And then everything just kind of built and snowballed. I never really had an agent. I just kind of met people, I guess it was networking really. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't have called it that back then, but yeah, just meeting, working with other girls who were like, wow, you're awesome. I need to tell so-and-so about you. And then just sort of getting work that way until I was able to make a living just doing adult, didn't have to go to the strip club anymore. And here we are today. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. You started in, you started in the, in the strip club. You've um, got an opportunity to go to AVM, which is, it's a big convention that is held annually in Las Vegas in January. Although the last couple of years, they've not had any in-person shows. So you've gone there, you've made contacts. And I I love this, you know, the contacts that you made got you to shoot in for some of the production companies, which was, you you originally were shooting for more of like the fetish style production companies. Yeah. So at that AVN that I went to, and it it used to be different too. It It used to be held in a different casino and it was huge there was so much more space and I don't know I was a little more like sort of free and I just kind of walked around to the booths and handed out cards and took cards and I was when I was a lot younger I was really really interested in fetish stuff I knew I loved like the way that corsets looked I was really intrigued by floggings and whips and handcuffs and stuff like that, you know, definitely made a beeline for those booths that were those kinds of companies. So that is where I got my start, met a company called Anton Productions, for example. And that was tons of like, it was bondage, but it was also like hypno fetish and sleepy fetish. And that honestly, it was kind of the perfect introduction for me into the industry because that stuff requires a lot of acting. And like I said, my, my whole career is, or my whole life, my whole life has been about theater, uh, on stage performance, I singing, dancing, acting, drama class, drama club, you know, community theater. That's 
what I always did growing up. So it was a really good transition that, you know, one of the first companies I worked for the most was not as much about sex stuff, but a lot of acting stuff. And for me, that's fun and I love it. This is something it's like finding something, you know, you had an interest in the in the fetish kind of companies and you did, you made a beeline for it. And I love that, you know, things that you love to do you know, the drama and the acting, and it's there, you know, you, you've got it in your mind, you know, you want to be um, part of this industry in whichever way, and then using the skills that you've already got and putting them, moving forward with them, but at the same time, absolutely love the stuff that you do. Yeah. That's the perfect way. There's a lot of people that come into the industry and, you know, they might feel like pressured and, you, you know, oh, you've got to do this or you've got to do that, but... Yeah. For you, you were quite similar to me in a way in that you didn't have an agent. I had an agent for a very short time when, when I was shooting for production companies. But then I was very independent, just like yourself. And we yeah. could pick and choose who we worked for and who we worked with. I love that people were recommending you. You know, it's, yeah. it's networking and, you know, word of mouth. Yeah, that's, that's what really did it for me. Um, in fact, I can even remember specifically, you know, I I worked with... Penny Flame. She was you know, very popular. And I used to work with her at Anton Productions. And then, man, somehow I got booked with her for something, a girl-girl thing. And then she was like, oh, you never worked for Triangle Films. And so she connected me to Triangle Films. And then I got from there, I met some more people that were like, oh, you're so good. Let me tell you, tell so-and-so about you. And that's how, you know, I got involved with like Sweetheart Video when it really, that's how it, everything kind of picked up for me once I started working with Sweetheart around 2007 or so. So but, um, these are like some of like the big, you, so you went from more of the fetish production companies and then you got the in into working for the girl girl companies, like more mainstream yeah. adult companies, yeah. if, if you like. Yeah. From there you started shooting a lot more girl girl as well and you've got nominations and it's like you were, you are girl girl performer of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I did actually get that award in 2015, but um <laughs> thank you. That's what I was waiting for. I I knew I said, which year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big deal for me because I just didn't think that that would happen because again, like I started out pretty small. I never like blew onto the scene with like whoa, she's doing all these things. You know, it was kind of like I started small. I just kind of weaseled my way in. Um, <laughs> and when it got to the point where I was doing a lot of, you know, lesbian work for these more mainstream sort of companies, it just, I'd go to the awards shows and it was like, I saw who was getting the recognition and who was not. And I was just accepted the fact like, these are fun to come to. I love doing the red carpet. This is a good time, but you know, I'm never going to win one of these awards. When the time came and I did, it was a huge shock and it was really amazing validation that to get that recognition like from my industry, like obviously the fans give me that recognition every day, all the time. And that is so fulfilling on a deeper level, but on a professional level to get that recognition from the industry you work in, like that's a whole separate thing that was really special me yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i totally agree it is you know and it they their awards are you know they're voted on by industry reviewers and you know 
in yeah. people within the industry that see a lot of work you know that's their, yeah. that's part of their job is to sit there and literally look at screeners and they pick the best the best so you know yeah. you very well deserved it and oh, thank you yeah <laughs> congrats so you're shooting the girl girl movies you get nominated you won girl girl performer of the year and so at some point you know we've moved forward now and you know today it's for, for people like me and you it's all about being content creators you know we've got our adult performer status we've got our nominations we've won awards for our adult work but now we're on our own we're standing on our own so how did you make the move into becoming you know a content creator yeah that's quite a journey i you know i knew i always wanted to like be a director but i kind of saw that as more of like getting hired by for example sweetheart video and then being like hey now you're gonna be directing all these movies like that's how i saw it up until around maybe like 2013 ish around that time i started getting emails from fans saying like hey do you make custom videos i want to order one and it wasn't a lot but it did happen sometimes and i was like well no i just perform in videos like i don't make them 10 years ago things were a lot different like i had a cell phone but it wasn't good enough to where i could like shoot myself on it or whatever but I did, you know, I noticed that sort of phone wasn't ringing as much, so to speak, uh, as far as getting bookings. Pornhub at that time was taking away from the industry. So we were feeling that in that time, I was really sort of like, what should I do? Like, what is this still sustainable even? And I remember one month, I think I had one booking and that was like one job for a whole month. And I was, I was like kind of staying up at night, like, what am I going to do with my life? One of the things I did was I went to massage therapy school. I wanted to know how to do something else besides, you know, be naked on the internet, have like another skill that I could use. And I did that and it was incredibly fulfilling. It was an amazing experience. And now I can, now I'm a massage therapist, but that's just like another tool in my belt. The other thing I did was at the time, like I had a wish list. I went on my wish list and I was like I just put this cheap Sony like handy cam on the wish list and I think like a cheap editing program and I think like one studio light that was like $25 and I had a friend in LA who was like bring me a six pack and I'll teach you how to edit so I learned the basics of that and it was, it always seemed so intimidating. I was like, God, I don't know how to do that. But it's actually, once you sit down and someone shows you, you're like, oh, okay, I, I get this. This was before iMovie. iMovie now is like, makes it really easy, you know, on a phone. You can do it. Yeah. But before then, what, what was you, what tool was you using? I can't remember that. I, I used to edit my own videos as well. I can't remember what I used. It was Sony Movie Studio, okay. which is just another name for Sony Vegas, essentially. And uh, we still use that program. Uh, we just got the more the most like updated version of it, but it works great. But I will say that uh, I have not figured out iMovie on my phone at all. Like I tried it once and I was like, I do not get this. So I'm just going to put it on the computer and drop it in the editing program because that I understand. Everyone uses different tools. I, I remember like the same setup, you know, doing the custom movies because I had the tanyatate.com website, which I've still got. And you've got, you do your custom movies through Sinsage, your Sinsage website. Yeah, sinsage.com. It'll take you to, it's sin-sage.com, but both work. That is just my site that like 
I'm going to say don't really earn a lot of money directly from that site because it's not like a pay site. It's a site where you go and then it's more just like a fan page site and a custom video ordering. And I do sell my movies that I produce through um, distribute through Trouble Films, but I sell them on my website too. So I do make some money off of the sales of my videos through there. But the main thing is that if you want a custom video, there's a link to click for that. And I wrote up a really extensive FAQ that answers like all the common questions people have. There's a form you can fill out at the bottom. Here we are, you know, 10 years later, and I've got this like professional kind of system set up for my custom videos. But at that time getting into it, you know, it was just kind of like flying blind and going off what I had seen some of my peers do. And when I taught Drake how to do how to shoot and we did a couple like test you know runs and then he was shooting all my videos and then I taught him how to edit and then he's the editor and it just started with like nothing really and then it just grew and as it grew it was almost like now I own this content and it just worked out kind of like serendipitously I guess because as the work was coming in a lot less for being hired to perform. This whole other side of things was taking off as far as a lot of people wanting custom videos. And now there's these clip stores and you can sell your stuff. And so I really learned, you know, over those few years, it's like, oh, now I'm selling my clips and I'm making like money that keeps coming in. Whereas the previous 10 years was like, I get a paycheck and then, wait for the next job to get another paycheck, you know, so. It, it, it has, it has, it's really changed, you know, from, you know, you go to, to a set, they book you for a scene, you go to set, you get paid one check. We do not get royalties. Nobody no. gets royalties in the adult Never. industry. You get paid one check and you go home and you have to wait for the next phone call when you're gonna get booked. So this yep. is you being smart. This is you, this is the star before we, before really, clips were really big before you know any of these premium social media platforms were there you got there you knew you had to do something else so it's being smart and thinking okay well that's not coming in as much financially beneficial for me i need to look at other things and knowing what what is happening what are my fans asking for they're asking for customs so yeah. you're making them available and it, it's smart you know you're educating yourself you're finding out how to use programs that yeah. Then it was more difficult. Now it's a lot easier. You know, yeah. you we use different programs. Whatever it is that you can get going, you can do it on your phone. You couldn't then. I, yep. mean, I remember having a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot and, of things you can do now that like were not possible ten years ago. For yeah, sure. and it's like cataloging. You know, collecting all your content, cataloging it, and you know, you mentioned Drake for people that are listening that's your husband drake manowar you're saying hey shoot this content for me you've got a little team going you've got it building up you've got your content so now you know you've got your clips so you said that you started you know being able to resell them and the money is it's not just one custom movie for you know hi david this custom movies for you this is you know there's a clip of me doing something that a fan might have asked more that another fan can enjoy yeah sometimes even i mean there <laughs> i've definitely made custom clips where i'm like i don't see anyone else buying this <laughs> but even then you know it'll still sell a handful of copies and I'm just like, well, you never know. You never know what people are going to be into. That's that's all part of the creation process. And being a creator is that 
you will get accustomed sometimes that you're just like, ugh, I can't believe this. Like, first of all, you'll make it and you inside will be like, man, that was just dumb. And like, why did he want that? No one's going to like it. He's not going to like it. And then he writes back and he's like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And then you put it on the website and it sells like tons of copies. Whereas, you know, then there are those days where it's like, I make something that I really wanted to make. And I'm like, this is so incredible. It's such an amazing scene. Like the world needs to see this scene and the world just doesn't, you know, they, they don't buy it. It doesn't sell as well as some of the other stuff. So you just can't, it's really hard to guess like what's going to be the thing. So for you, it's like the fans are asking for, for a certain thing, you know, like a certain fetish, like now we're, now we're going into niche, you know, niche things, uh, you know, for me, most of my stuff that I do, I'm on OnlyFans, I'm on Sex Panther. Most of the stuff that I do, it's like solo stuff. It's it's like, you know, mummy song. It's a little bit of foot fetish. But it's not really a, a ton of... I, I wouldn't call... My fans don't really ask me specifically so much for fetish. I, I mean, I did have one with the nose fetish where I had to kind of show my nostrils. And I was just like, yeah. for me, it's not really going to resell. But I... Right. don't really have another platform where I would put up something like nostril fetish right if right, I right. was on one of those other sites then maybe I could be like hey put this up and let's see who's it like you said it doesn't turn <laughs> me on looking up someone's nose but somebody else will get turned on but absolutely so I obviously I, I got an OnlyFans I had to do that I was late to the game actually with OnlyFans I started mine in 2019 but I do find that OnlyFans is more of a general audience now obviously like talking about niche like I do have a niche it is lesbian a lot of my fans and the ones that that communicate with me and engage with me the most on my only fans are women for sure but there are tons of men out on it too and they do engage with me just not as much or as often as the women but you know I'll have fans maybe ask like do you ever post anything like blah blah and you know I'll be I might put throw a foot thing up there every once in a while or you know, definitely like ass fetish and stuff, but you know, they'll maybe say like, Oh, do you ever, you know, post like, let's say giantess fetish on your hold, hold on. say that again. Giantess. Giantess. Yeah. Giantess. So like either the camera's little or there's like a little doll, little figurine, or sometimes like a Barbie doll. I mean, the little person can be any size as long as it's very, very, very small. And then obviously the woman is the giantess, the giant person. (laughs) And that can take various different forms. It can look like lots of different things. But, you know, I wouldn't generally post a video like that on my OnlyFans because I know most of those fans are there to see my girl girl stuff, to see me with Drake, to see our threesomes. Like they're more interested in just the sex stuff. Now, when it comes to my clip stores, I put every single thing I make on both of my clip stores. Which clip stores are they? I have many vids and I have clips for sale. Clips for sale is, to my knowledge, the oldest uh, clip store that were like content creators can go and upload and make a store and have a store. Like as far as I know, that started even before the year 2000. So they've been around for a long, long time. And when I was, you know, in my first half of my career, I would go and work for 
clips clips for sale store creators. Like they'd pay me to perform in their content. So I got a taste of what clips for sale is about, but it's definitely geared and catered more towards fetish for sure. That's just like a home there. So something I'm that we made a lot of that we have made a lot of is cunt busting videos where a two girls are fighting whatever they kick each other in the pussy like over and over and over again i was watching some of that today and i was because i jumped on i jumped on your clips for sale and i was like what fetishes has she got going on right now and i just seen you yeah. kicking some girl between the legs and she's like ow and i was just like oh <laughs> oh yeah there's some uh there's some nuance there there's a lot of performance i also say just side note i i call myself somewhat of a stunt person too because i have done uh, fetish wrestling since 2004 so like my whole career so to me like kicking each other in the pussy in ways that we're not actually hurting each other I mean that's stunt work right but yeah so on clips for sale that clip is gonna sell very well on many vids I might sell two but that's just what I can expect like and that being said you know if I look at my number one you know uh, they rank your clips you can look at like what categories sell the best for you and stuff and um, strap-on is my number one best-selling category on clips for sale, even though that tends to be more of a fetish-based sort of site. But I just, I put everything up there because, you know, you could make separate stores for separate things, but I just feel like all that does really is give me more work that I don't need. So I think just being like, here, this is Sin Sage's clips. This is Sin Sage's, you know, video store where you, you can scroll through and you might see some stuff that you're like, well, that's weird. But then the next thing down, you're gonna be like, oh, now that's hot. You know, everyone's got a different thing what they like. So I just put it all in both stores. <laughs> no, that, that's great. That's give a lot of information there to people that are, you know, listening or the content creators, and they might think, yes. well, which things do I like to do? You know, is it the, is it the fetish that I want to do? Is it, you know, is it more of the one-on-one, you know, girl, girl loving? Is it, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to do and make what you want and what you like and what you're passionate about. Like when, when I get together with another girl just to do like content trade, we're like, all right, what should we make? You know, I know I want to make strap on. I know I want to make sex stuff. Like that's what I'm into. I have fetish stuff that sells, pretty, you know, okay. But my main selling stuff is definitely the sex stuff. I get my fetish stuff just mostly from the customs that people order. So I have plenty of that. But what I was going to say for creators out there, like put everything on your store everything it's all an update so it's more important to just fill your store with content than be like oh no that that was crap or i didn't like that or nobody's gonna buy that like don't ever think that just put it in your store just upload it on like a tuesday or something because the most important thing is that it looks like you have content continually dropping in your store i'll say too that as soon as I started uploading the same days every week at the same time, it's that consistency that grew my stores. So it's being consistent, putting, yes. putting things up and being consistent. So the fans, you you know, you if you've got your store, you've got your store and it's up and running, you're going to start off small, you're going to build the fans oh, yeah. and they're going to want to come back and they'll be like, hey, well, what have they got for me this week? And right. It, and they're like, oh, it's, uh, it's Friday. I know she uploads a new clip every Friday. So let me go check her store and see what she's got this week. You know, that that's what they'll do. The other thing I want to say too, is with all the platforms, okay. With many vids, with clips for sale, with OnlyFans, like I always 
relate it to being a garden and you plant your seeds and you have to water and tend to it for a long time before it starts to grow. Then it starts to grow and it's very, very slow. It takes a while for a tree to build and then fruit to start coming off. But if you stop watering it, it's just going to die. So a lot of people like get onto OnlyFans and they're two weeks in and they're like, I can't believe this. I've only made a hundred dollars. Well, I'm just going to give up. And I'm just like, no, like you won't get anywhere. If you just give up, you just have to trust the process and the fact that it takes time. It took for my clip stores to start earning like a pretty decent, okay amount, two, three years. It is. It's commitment. It's consistency. And it's, it's believing that you're going to succeed. And I, I love that analogy. It's like a tree. You know, and eventually it's going to be blooming and the flowers and the leaves are going to be coming out. But you've got to you've got to keep attentive to it and you've got to keep going and keep looking after it and knowing that it's it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It just at first it feels like you're just dumping content into this, you know, black hole <laughs> and you're like, wow, just throwing it all in there. But after, you know, the time goes by and you stick with it and you just yeah like you said you kind of just gotta believe and it will be worth it yeah i like this i have to say this because i've got you sitting in front of me it's like each niche it it makes money we can think of every single niche and it what got me was the girl that farts in a jar and i'm like even a girl (laughs) farting in a jar can make cash on these clips the girl who farts in the jar like the reason why she was able to make so much money is because she was from like mainstream world right and i'm just like damn it all that promo from the show so now she could sell her farts for you know ten thousand dollars i'm like anybody want to buy my farts they're like well i could give you 50 bucks (laughs) i'm not stuffing myself with a load of cabbage (laughs) but it is it's like finding that niche you know doing doing the things that you enjoy and you know knowing which ones are financially rewarding and this is great that you're like given some background into what works for you you know so it's not going to be the same for everyone but it's finding those platforms trying them out and seeing you know is it only fans is it many visits eclipse for sale that is going to be working for you true but at the same time i feel like the most successful business model is to get on all of those platforms like just use them all i mean i use all three of those equally now i lived before OnlyFans. I survived, I paid my bills, you know, it was a lot harder to build up a savings. That That's what OnlyFans sort of changed for me is that I was able to really grow a savings, but I did exist before OnlyFans. <laughs> but I think that the best thing you can do is put your content into every place that you can sell it, at least that has traffic. You shouldn't waste your time in places if it's not pulling in the traffic to even see what you've got. But You should take advantage of every place that you can to pull in income streams because I feel like for me, that's what it's more about now. Like some of it, you know, I've got my big, you know, basically my big three, but then I have a bunch of little places that it comes in and it might only be a few hundred here and a few hundred there, but then all those places start adding up and now you've got like a thousand on top of what you've got on the other, you know on your main site. So that's what I recommend, like get to produce the custom videos, sell the stuff you produce, 
everywhere you can and have your fan site at least one if not two or more and then you'll be pulling in steadily and it just yeah. can grow from that's there. A, a good point you know you've got your three main places there where you sell the content you have the smaller yeah. ones as well for, for me it's i've i find it really difficult because i've got as well as doing the the clips or yeah the, the kind of more of the solo clips i also yeah. have star factory pr i've got the podcast oh, yeah. so i guess i guess my other things but, my other little things are <laughs> those other things exactly. that i do still other little things that that and they yeah. sort of direct the traffic to the places where you pull in the money um you know and so that i think that's best to like for what we do now here in this industry the way the industry has changed doing a lot of little things pulling it all in um, all I think that's the best. Another tip, I guess, for other for creators, especially when you're first getting in, and this is something I still struggle with, is comparing myself to other people. Um, especially like, I don't know, when it came to Vegas and it just looks like everyone's living in a mansion out here. And, you know, and I'm just like, we got our modest little house, but, you know, like we're van lifers. We're kind of like, we want to keep things small, not trying to spend my money on a mansion, I guess. But <laughs> that being said, it's just like, it's, it was really hard to be like, oh, how much are you? I'm pretty candid with other people, um, especially in the same industry. I'm like, let's discuss these things. So, well, you know, what are you pulling in on your OnlyFans or how many subscribers do you have or whatever? And if people would have a lot more, I would just be like torturing myself. Like, what can I do differently? Why am I not having these numbers? Like, uh, but when I just settle in and focus on myself and how I'm doing, uh, I realize like I'm doing well, I'm, I don't have to be at the level that these other people are at to survive, to still save, to, um, make a living and just sort of be happy with, with what I've got and where I'm at. And so it's hard sometimes it'll still come into the consciousness, but I try to just think it's always best to look at yourself and what you're doing and what you're capable of at the moment and not just not compare yourself to others. And that's, you know, with anything, your body, that, your looks, whatever, just like focus on you and uplift yourself. And That's perfect advice for this podcast. I love that. I mean, <laughs> I'm the, the person that's always going, be positive, think positive, the happiness, you make the happiness inside yourself. And I'm going to hold my hand up now. I am also guilty of that. I've done that. And I have to kind of rein myself back in you know it's yeah, like it's hard not to yeah there's other girls that are like my friends and i know they make a ton more money than me on only yeah. fans but you oh, know yeah. they're different people they are they offer different things they have a different fan base they, there's exactly. a lot of different reasons why and you know they they yeah okay they live in a mansion but then I sit there and I look at myself, you know, I've got a nice house. I live in California. I've got a nice house. I've got a nice family. I've got a nice car. I'm happy. I, yes. I, I've got savings. And yes. it's like, you know what, just for, for an average person might look at me and be like, she's got a lot of things. It's not right. about what the other person's got. It's about, you know, what you've got. Are you successful in your own right? You know, yes. me and you are both successful content creators and we both yeah. make successful things of our life. And you've just hit the nail on the head, you know, the happiness is inside you. Yeah, it doesn't come from 
comparing to other people and it doesn't serve you, you know, to, to do that to yourself. It's like, I can see setting goals and working with yourself to achieve certain goals, but you want those goals to be realistic. And yeah, like I know I'm going to have a totally different fan base from you or from, you know, an 18, 20 year old girl who just comes into the business or someone who does super hardcore anal. We're different people. So, you know, the things that they want and the things that they do. I feel too another, like, I just don't always need more, 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 more. That's, that's a, just a, my philosophy on life, I guess. What I want more and more of is like love and happiness and joy and moments of gratitude. You, you can't take it with you when you go, you, you know, and so something else that we didn't um, touch on we, we you briefly mentioned it um you also shoot content with your husband drake manowar and you run a studio together so you've gone from the shooting girl girl to shooting boy girl and to shooting you know with other girls and as part of your partnership you've trained him up so you've that's great <laughs> you got a camera guy <laughs> and you've got a performer in one so this is mm-hmm. you know for a lot of other people that are sitting here right now you know you're using a partner to help with your content but there are you know there's a lot of pros and cons you know do you have any tips for content creators that are looking to use like a partner or a friend or you know to be part of the creation you know it can be really hard and really challenging too it's not always kittens and rainbows you know it's, it's work. So when you mix your work life with your romantic life, you've got to be prepared for what that means. And it's not for everyone. And it's not for all couples. For us, like I said, when by the time he was ready to quit his, you know, regular job as a diesel mechanic, we were making we were he was, you know, shooting for me and we were making stuff together, content. And then we moved into a van together to live on the road. So, you know, we jumped right into this, like he and I are together 24 seven, not only living our life, but also doing our work. So we work the same place, we live the same place. And for, you know, about three years, we were doing it in like 70 square feet of space. Like, (laughs) so, you know, I think it's important to, now that's just, that's just the type of couple that we are, like that works for us pretty well. And we do take time away from each other. You know, sometimes like I'll go on a work trip or he'll go, you know, visit family or, you know, stuff like that. But for the most part, like it works for us. I wouldn't recommend it for all couples, you know, definitely. Like if I think about my previous relationship, hell fucking no, like I needed time away from that guy. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Like that the idea of working in the same place as him. No, but I will say that when we got to Vegas and we settled down and we started working again, we were having some trip ups. We were having a lot of difficulties working together. So we went and we got some counseling. We we got some therapy, some couples therapy from a therapist who was sex positive, porn positive. You know, obviously you got to find the right therapist because you can't just go into whoever and you're like, okay, so to start things off, we work in the porn industry, we produce porn, and then they'll be like, well, that's your problem, you know. They've got to be able to understand the business and the industry. Yes, obviously, uh, I think we've got pineapple support now for the industry, which is something that anyone can access, and they're only those types of therapists. 
who do understand those things. So we got into that and, you know, we did it for several months and we came out on the other side in a much better place to work together, to actually get the job done together. Those are just tools that you can use that we should use. I, I love talking about it because I want that to be a conversation that people can have more openly and freely. I don't want there to be so much stigma around the fact that sometimes we need help from other people yeah. mentally and emotionally and stuff like that. But uh, so if you have your mind open to the possibility of getting that help, if you need it, if you know that you do work together well and you communicate with each other well, I think those are like the key things. Like, can you be around your partner 24 seven and can you do it and still give yourself breaks? Like, can you work with your partner? I think respecting each other is so important. I'd say in the beginning, when we first started shooting together, I definitely had like this superiority feeling because I'm like, I've been doing this already for like 15 years and I need to teach you and tell you and da, 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 that when it came to the point where he's like, knows what he's doing and has been doing it with me enough now that it's like, Hey, you got to stop talking to me like that because I'm on your level now. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I had to see that. I had to notice that. Like, that's right. Like those little things, it's challenging having a partner period. It's challenging being in a marriage or a relationship. So, you know, now throw your income into that too. You have to be prepared and you have to have, know that like your love is strong enough to, to get through it. That's why I'd say if you're just trying to do this with like a friend or something, that gets a lot more like trepidatious. Like I feel like you're tiptoeing through landmines kind of because when relationships that don't have that super high level of commitment, it's just too easy for things get misinterpreted or, you know, relationships can fall apart too because of money and stress and work. So I would be very wary of entering into it with like a friend person unless it was just like I'm making the money and I'm paying you a salary or I'm paying you per gig that 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 would be where I would come from if somebody was thinking you know hey I'm going to work with a partner it's you know get it written down on paper and make sure they sign all the releases and know what the deal is you know are you paying them per shoot you know are you paying them a percentage how's it going to work yes I I guess that's a whole other episode really I just gave myself an idea from the episode, <laughs> but but just I I want to just talk about as well. You know, you've got your husband and he's shooting the content. You're able to get those movies made, and you know the movies that you have been getting made. You are shooting them and producing them and reselling them from sin-sage.com. But you're also now got them distributed from Trouble Films. So that's an other outlet that you've got. So those clips slash movies now that you're making you're now enabling them to go onto dvd and they're now going on to different places such as video on demand on other platforms as well so if somebody else is thinking you know how do i do that any little quick tips when it comes to for example like adult empire hot movies those sort of vod sites really anyone can do that from what I can tell is that you just hit them up. You say, I want to open a store here. The percentage that you get from the sales is quite low, but you can then take that and submit it 
for awards and stuff. And that can grow your business and your brand. So for me, like I'm on all those sites, Courtney distributes my stuff. So we kind of, they kind of run like a collective and we produce these things and then they get distributed through Trouble Films, but Trouble Films has been around for, you know, 20 years and is the place that consumers know to go for queer content. And so to me, that's for me, that's where I wanted to be distributed. When Courtney was like, we'll just distribute and then you can have a studio and you can send me movies you put together and we can start with the first movie, just pick four great strap-on scenes you've made and we'll put it in a movie. And kind of just went from there. So again, it's not it's not a lot of income I'm getting from those sites, but it is you know, how many people go on those sites. And then maybe they see something that I made that looks great. And then they say, well, who's this sensation? Maybe hopefully find my other stuff and it can grow from there. But also then I can get those award nominations and that's great press and build up too. An example of someone who did that, that just came into the industry is a perform- trans performer named Roxy Moth. She just came in to Vegas, started shooting with everybody and then put her stuff on those sites, on the hot movies and the adult empire and all that stuff. And then sent in for nominations and has like, t- I don't know, 12, like, <laughs> you know, trans erotica award nominations this year or something like that. And I think she got some Avion nods too. So it's like, anyone can do it if you just are, you have that drive and the motivation. Let's talk about you and your Avian and your T award nominations, <laughs> because sin sitting there big enough for the people. Sin, this is you. You, I, you're, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I'll tell you, your latest movie, it's your first full length contribution to the trans porn genre, Sins Trans Lesbian Lovers, which again is distributed by Courtney at Trouble Films. You've got a 2022 AVN, you got Best Trans Movie or Limited Series nomination. And also at the T Awards, you got three nominations for your movie best girl girl scene and also best scene producer so so from you putting together the movie to putting it through a a studio for them putting it out you've then um you know got that put in front of reviewers and voters and they've deemed that is award worthy and yeah congratulations Oh, thank you so very much. Uh, the AVN Award nomination was huge for, for me because when we first made our studio, we did get a, it was a 2020 AVN and we did get a nomination for like best new studio, which I was just like, this is amazing. I've got lots of nominations in the past, obviously for like my performances, but those performances were for giant companies, you know, like Elegant Angel and, you know, Evil Angel and stuff like this. They get, always get nominations. So to make my own little baby studio um, and have that be again, recognized by the industry I work in was a really big deal. It was like, oh my gosh, like they see me as like a legitimate force here. And that meant a ton. But then to come out with this movie that I was just like, ah, I love, I want to show this representation. I want to show what this really can look like, how two people in these bodies having sex can, how it can really look like it doesn't have to look a certain way. And again, that felt like such a, a small thing to sort of put together, but then to have it be recognized in this way, you know, I don't want to say it was like a goal to get a nomination at the TEAs, but 
it was a little like dream in my heart, I could say. And so to get not just one, but three is uh, just a huge, <laughs> makes me feel amazing. And like I'm doing something right. And yep. just wanna, and I feel like for me, it's like all I've done really is what m- is meaningful to me. And then I just say, here, is this meaningful to other people? And seeing that apparently it is, you know, so I think if you just kind of like focus on your passions and what is meaningful to you, then people just recognize that they pick up on it and they'll want to see it too. So it's huge. Yeah. (laughs) First time at the TEAs and feel great about it. (laughs) You're doing brilliant. And so, I mean, that's, that's a great wrap there. What you've just said, if you feel passionate about something, just go for it and just do it. Like even going back to the beginning of all this real quick is like, you know, that thing where it's like people pressure you to do other things. Obviously, as someone who's only ever worked with girls doing girl, girl, it's like agents and directors and people in the industry, you know, when are you going to do boy girl? You should do boy girl. And I was just like, nah, I think I'm good with this. And I just stuck with like what I like and what I know and what I'm passionate about. And for me, the key is always the authenticity is the word. I just stuck with being authentically me and myself. I didn't change anything about myself to fit the industry. I said, I'm coming in as me and take it or leave it. I think when you do those things, that's like the best way to be fulfilled, personally fulfilled by, by what you do for a living and also be successful because people recognize that and they like it. You you are successful. You enjoy what you do. And I love that you've come on to Tanya Tate presents, <laughs> Tanya Tate presents Mills Making Money podcast to share, you know, some of those ideas, some of those things, some of those achievements, some of those successes that you have found in creating your content and, you know, making a living and making a good living from it and i i I want to thank you so much sim for coming on oh my gosh my pleasure thank you so much for having me (laughs) can you tell everybody where they can find you online yeah for sure so uh sin-sage.com is the place to go for all things sin sage (laughs) you can find out about your custom videos you can peruse the movies that i've made and all kinds of fun stuff. All my interviews are on there too now. My Twitter is at SinSage. Uh, that's my other sort of biggest tool. So love for you to follow me and talk to me and interact with me on Twitter. OnlyFans.com slash SinSage. Instagram is at Real SinSage. I have a subreddit, which is just SinSage. And I am user Real SinSage. Uh, what else do I got? <laughs> Many vids and clips for sale. You can find all that stuff at sin-sage.com. Brilliant. Sin Sage, thank you so much for coming on the Mills Making Money podcast. Thank you. for joining me Tanya Tay presents on MILFs making money and here's to a continued most amazing future together I encourage you to appreciate the here the now the moment that we are now sharing feel that appreciation for someone who gave you that much needed advice maybe you have a question that me or maybe one of my guests might be able to answer and give you advice on 
You can leave your feedback or ask me questions that are relevant to the most Making Money podcast by using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at TanyaTate, Instagram at TanyaTateXO, YouTube at TanyaTateTube. You can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Get yourself on over there. Leave yourself a voice message for me. And maybe I'll play yours on one of my episodes. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voicemails of this week. What's on a few good physios of yours there, Tanya girl? Wondered if you get back to me, you can have some video call fun if you reckon. That accent was really strong. Did any of you get that? <laughs> nice one, David. Tanya girl, I've been watching some of your videos. Will you get back to me? All right. He's been watching my videos. He wants me to get back to him. And he wants to have a video call. Well, David, I can't wait to have a video call with you, love. I mean, I don't know if you'd had a drink or a little bit of something more before you give me a little call there. But you know what? We can have our own little video call. I do them. You can go and pick that video call directly to me, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate, or you can pre-book a Skype call via my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. Get yourself on over there, David, lad, because this Tanya girl is waiting to have a nice, good chat with you, lads. He's from Liverpool, by the way, which is the place where I'm from. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> David, lads, I couldn't even understand every word you said. I've tried to interpret the best I can. I appreciate you, David. Thanks for leaving that voice note for me. Let's listen to our next voicemail. Hello, Tanya, Tate, how are you? You are very beautiful, male, And you, I am very impressed with your own movies, X. They are so fantastic. Your beauty is evergreen. I want to talk with you and meet you dear could you pass me your phone number and whatsapp number so we can talk properly i am great fan of yours since last 12 years i tried to find you this many years but i could not find you but i found you now so it's my request that you should reward me back with your phone and whatsapp number thank you thank you my big fan dig vj I don't know if I'm saying your name right. I'm just going to call you VJ because I can't say your name properly. Okay, VJ? It's taken you a long time to find me. 12 years, but you know, I was here all the time. You have found me on my speak pipe. But if you really, really want to get to talk to me, watch more of my movies, I'm your ever, ever green, perfect MILF, then you know what? I'm not on WhatsApp. I don't give out my WhatsApp number. The only way that you can get my personal phone number is on my Sex Panther account. Sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate. Get yourself on over there. Let's have our very own phone conversation. Stop waiting around to try and find me because I've just give you the place where you can get me. Thank you so much for leaving those voice notes. And if you do want to get played on Mills Making Money podcast, you can leave a voice note on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Leave me a voicemail on there and you never know, I might be picking yours to play on one of our future episodes. So thank you for all your support, guys. Keep it coming. I do love hearing what you think about the show. 
And of course, if you do want to get to call me via phone or video call, you know where you can find my premium social media platforms. Sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. And if you are listening to the podcast right now on Apple, Amazon Music, Audible, Google, Spotify, and love what you hear, please be sure to leave me a review with stars. I'll be checking and I'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. So let's take a look. Audible anonymous user has given my podcast five stars. He's called it, or she, it could be a he or a she, experience amazing. I'm going to read the review because it's, it's an amazing review, I have to tell you. If you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will. No, I've heard DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, say that. It's a great quote. Back to reading the quote, Audible. Tanya has put her heart and soul in sharing her work experience, home life experience, a guest experience and fan experience in a forum that allows anyone to listen, understand and appreciate. When gratitude and inspiration meet, that's a powerful combination and she's done it. Traveling through her life's journey with her voice on a podcast is a blessing that shouldn't be missed. Thank you. Wow. I'm blown away by that review. Thank you so much, anonymous user. Wow. I wish they put the name on so I could personally thank them. You know who you are. You are listening to this right now, anonymous user. You know, if I can touch one of you like that, just one of you that's listening to me right now, it's so worth being on here. If you love my work, you can follow me. So see more of me on my Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, my YouTube channel, Tanya Tate Tube, and all of my official links, including my premium social media, which is on OnlyFans and Sex Panther on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate. It's all one word. And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. This is Tanya Tate. Thanks for listening to MILFs Making Money. And in the words of Tony Robbins, successful people ask better questions. And as a result, they get better answers. Wishing you a wonderful week. Remember, today is a good day. Today is a successful day. Appreciate every moment and picture yourself with the most amazing future. Now get out there and go build your bank.